And this is As the Rotor Turns. This is going to be a quick disclaimer. This is going to be my opinion. The opinion of Carlos. Not the opinion of the Rescue Company One. Or any businesses of the Rescue Company One or anybody that employs, houses, pays us of the Rescue Company One is not their opinion. It is uh, not Dr. Abel's opinion today. Not his opinion. Uh, not the opinion of, uh, you know, anybody that employs him either. So don't do anything stupid and say that he told you to do it. Um, it is the opinion of anybody that's here on the show today, as, uh, whether it's Trish and Amanda or Jason. It'll be their opinion. If anything I'm going to say is going to offend you, then well, go fuck yourself and turn it off. Here at the Rescue Company One, we are shaping up to have a pretty busy 2023. We have a lot of stuff on the calendar already. We're going to kick off our year at Fire Rescue East in Daytona Beach, January 19th and 20th. We do have a booth. It'll be number 527. We're going to be in the arena right across from the fire sled competition. You'll find me with a giant foam finger. Yes. Right after that, we're going to be going to St. Augustine for our first air medical class of the year, January 23rd through the 28th. That class is getting decently full, but there yeah, is still room. So you got a um, advanced airway, difficult, difficult airway, PHGLS. Yep. We all got the- all of the things. It's all listed on our website, the Rescue Company One. You can find it on there. You can get links for, to go there on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you look, you can find us. Um, following that, we're going to go into Community Paramedic. This is a new program. We are still, you know, working out the glitches with the yep, schedule and, and things like that. Um, we're going to do week one now, March 6th through the 10th. You'll go back to your own program, your hometown or wherever you're from, for 30 days to do a project. And then you're going to come back to us for a second week, April 3rd through the 6th, and we will go over that project and everything that you learned in that time. Yeah, because every place is different. It is. Everybody's got a different need. And this gives you the chance to be different. Yep. And suit your needs. So we will also bring in the ISBC, and we will proctor and our host to proctor your exam on that Friday, April the 7th. And then we are going to start doing the helicopter search and rescue pipeline, which so many of you ask about. Um, We have found a way that we think it's going to work out fabulously. Finally. Yes. We're going to (laughs) start that with the ropes course in St. Augustine. It'll be March 27th through the 31st. Yep. Um, In between there, we are going to have our second air medical class, which is part of the pipeline. Yeah, you got to do it. So that class will be in Orlando. We will be here April 17th through the 22nd. We're going to follow that with some water rescue back in St. Augustine. Yeah, we will. April 24th through the 29th. And that's uh, St. Augustine slash Georgia. So people do understand there is a last few days we are going up to the Columbia River. Yes, for the water rescue class. So there will be some traveling in there. Absolutely. Uh, The rest of those classes for the pipeline, we are looking to do helicopter search and rescue technician the beginning of June. You can, again, watch our website, watch our Facebook page for some finalized dates and locations. Obviously, that stuff takes a little bit of time for us to lock in. Absolutely. Um, we will, however, be at the First There First Care Conference in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. We will be teaching. We'll be walking around. Hard Rock Casino. Advertising. Again. Yes, I enjoyed it last year. Yep. We'll be there June 12th through the 16th. They also have their website up for you to register for any classes or lectures or skills labs that you want to get involved in there. 
And then we go back to the search and rescue pipeline. We're going to do austere medical looking towards the end of August. Long week. Long week. Followed by some advanced survival and wilderness search in the middle of September. Again, both of those, watch our website. Um, We will confirm the dates and the exact locations of that. But there is information if you want to learn what you're getting yourself into. We have it all detailed out on our website, therescuecompany1.com. And all the... TikToks and oh, all the, the things Facebook, Instagram, faces, you know, yeah, you can find us anywhere. YouTube, we have a YouTube with our videos and we have our podcasts on there as the road returns. We will be going to San Diego. I'm a little excited. First time in California for yeah. the Echo Conference. It'll be my second time in California that this year. Yes. Yes. But not mine. I'm not going through yeah. that. Uh, that conference, which is, as most of you know, very near and dear to our hearts, we will be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. It will be August, I'm sorry, October 2nd through the 4th. And then to close out our year, we will have our last air medical class in Claremont. We had a wonderful experience there, and they have welcomed us back, so we will be going there October 23rd through the 28th. Again, all the dates are listed on our calendar. You can find the courses in the course store on our website, therescuecompany1.com. You can also go to services and look up any descriptions of all these classes. And there's more being added. Yes. And as always, you can contact us on any of those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, our website, any of that. You can contact us if you have any questions and somebody somewhere will get back to you. We are all spread out, but somebody will get back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and, oh. Hi. Hello. Oh. Starting again. We're done. That was fast. I know. Yeah. That was, was a very crazy. quick intro. Definitely short. Miss Jody's going to be very happy. She's going to be so happy. It was still short. longer than it was supposed to be. Longer than three seconds. Welcome to As the Road Returns on No Pants Thursday. It oh. is. Uh, we're it is in No Pants un- Thursday. Undisclosed location, and I'm wearing no pants. <laughs> Right now. It feels amazing. And he's not on. Why do people wear pants? I, I don't know. Uh, so this is supposed to be a non shenanigan show in the couch. <laughs> fuck that up for right. everybody. How did I fuck that up? Well, I don't know. We're talking about a serious subject today. No pants. Uh, well, no. I mean that's pretty serious. I think I was the first one to lose my pants. <laughs> Well, that's true. You're a good job. <laughs> so, uh, uh, welcome to As the Road Returns. Yeah, we got to do our disclaimer. Don't you forget know. about well, that. If you well. don't want to listen, don't. <laughs> so, yeah, disclaimer. Go. Remember, this is going to be the opinion of me, Carlos, not <laughs> of the rescue company. Want anybody gives no. us jobs? And today, people gave us jobs. They did. It was like a great day. Like a lot of people called and they want a job. I'm like, do you know who we are? <laughs> you have so, the wrong number. <laughs> definitely not the opinion of any of those people that oh called today and gave us jobs. They're very nice people. Um, not the opinion of the uh, College of Emergency Physicians at all either. They're nice enough to not throw us out on the streets. Yes. And, uh, you know, just me, my opinion, Carlos. And me. Baby, I love you. I love you. And then birthday buddy. Me. And hey, birthday buddy. The hippo. Well, howdy. Howdy. Who, who will not do any more shots. Do we get to hear? No. 
we get to hear the rest of the scenario? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any up, oh, any up, Jason, is there any updates so, on that patient? Yeah. So we have to start off with <laughs> that because if we leave it to the end, it just never happens. It so, never happens. All right. So the, when, I then, have four pages of notes, and we're going to talk about this. Well, hold on. Let's see how, how much further <laughs> we can get on this scenario. <laughs> the, people, the, the people want to know. I want to know. I don't think they who, do. who are I these do. people? <laughs> they are. They are. They are out there. I don't know either. So Apparently, That's... we're going to have to hold that update on that base until the next episode. Uh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> hey, me and the hippo today were caught on camera doing some serious God's work. <laughs> it was a fun. I, I have to admit that it's the best thing to be able to screw up on purpose. Oh, I know. And it's because... like the guy goes, hey, you guys got to do it wrong to begin with. And, yeah. Uh, and Jason goes, that's that's the easiest part of this whole thing. No problem. I cannot wait. I thought the guy was going to ask Jason to give us a scenario during the thing. Like, this is going to be great. It's supposed to be 15 minutes. We're going to be here an hour just to set up alone. <laughs> oh, man. So lots to talk about today. Um, you know, it is. Uh, we're obviously not at Johnny's Filling Station, who is our second home for uh, podcasting and very nice people there. They love us, but uh, we have to like get serious on a couple podcasts <laughs> and get more education. And n- nothing no says nothing says more serious than no pants. <laughs> right. Well, it means I mean business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have my business socks on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's also yeah, true. You know, earlier we I were... just looked down and saw him. So uh, we recorded earlier. What else are you looking at? Um, like a little bit of a short lesson that I think has like a lot of educational points to it. Now, what we're going to do with that, we don't know because we don't know how to make our own decision because we fucked that shit up. So we're going to let Miss Jody decide what we're going to do with that. But it'll be definitely some type of subscription type thing, right? Yeah. Right. Also, with this episode, at some point, we're going to post uh, an ability where you can log in, put some stuff in there, do like five easy questions. And then get CEs for this episode that we're going to talk about. Yep. I think that one of the things that um, is, uh, and we always call him as Jody, but is uh, Jody, our social media person who mm-hmm. is with 65 Media. 65 Media. And she does a great job. And she sent us a great list of different dates and things that are important mm-hmm. in, uh, in the United States, things that people should know about and bring awareness. Like a lot, a lot of that times... We have, like, you know, Cheesecake Day or something like that, you know. <laughs> but there is actually a lot of things that are awareness days that we should mm-hmm. be. And one of the ones was on the 30th of this month. Correct me if I'm wrong, yep. right? Yep. So January 30th, we weren't on the air. No. No, it was Sunday. Sunday. And Sunday. And, uh, but it was a CT awareness day, so chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Right. And there's a lot of awareness to this that, that we don't have. We, a lot of people don't show up and talk about this. So uh, I think uh, me and Birthday Buddy did some research. Uh, Trish and uh, the Hippo did some research. And hopefully we we'll have some good conversation. But I also think that there's a lot of uh, great points as far as, like, for test takers out there, for people who are going to take their flight paramedic or critical care exam, their nursing, you know, C, uh, CFRN, the flight exam or transport exam. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that we can add points to that has to do with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, anything with the brain, I think, you know, yeah. is good. It's, <laughs> it's important. It's where it all starts. Yeah. So a couple of things, though, that I think we should talk about before we get deep into the CTE is, uh, number one, 
Um, baby, you got some words of the day here? I do. For us, <laughs> I yes, do. some words. You know? <sighs> we still can't lose our identity. Okay. All right. So, um, Aaron Hernandez. That's your uh, word oh, of the day? My. That's one of them. Okay. Ooh. That's a good. That's going to be a. But, but uh, what you got, Hippo? What do you think for her oh, and Aaron Hernandez? Um. So this is per Urban Dictionary. Yeah. I did not write it or come up with it. I'm glad you're making that disclaimer. Yeah, I, I, I think I already we're gonna need that. I think I already <laughs> know where it's going. Um, uh, if you're an if you're a an Aaron Hernandez, then you are. <laughs> well, he has no clue. No, he has no clue. No, I haven't. Well, I think yeah. he just isn't sure how to say. I, uh, yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Oh, okay. it's gonna, it's Wayne gonna, Wayne. it is offensive. Oh yeah. yeah so let's, let's yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Pepper. Right. Well, just I'm, push on, my friend. Let's see what you got. So if you're Aaron Hernandez, then uh, you're murdered by your gay lover. <laughs> oh my oh God. wow, that you want. <laughs> That's offensive as shit. I do. I, yeah, I'm offended. It is. Like, it is close. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even see that. And it's close. Is All it right. close, really? Maybe. Um, is it when you tie like uh, some type of rubber band thing and like you're choking your balls out? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. I didn't know if I had a name or not. No. No. Well, you, <laughs> maybe you should come up with one. Well, we'll call it the Carlos. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of things named after me already. So, what you got, birthday buddy? I, She's I, all red. Birthday buddy's got a lazy eye. People are out I there. Do. We're calling her a Jason eye. <laughs> Kyle commented and said to get murked. Ooh, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds horrible too. It does. <laughs> Which I, Kyle is it? Kyle? Our Kyle? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Which congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Right, got promoted. Yeah, he did. There. Congratulations. Obviously, they well, don't know he's a degenerate. I'm surprised it took so long, you know? Right. <laughs> and what does Aaron Hernandez mean? Um, <clears throat> it means to murder three people, then hang yourself from a window with bed sheets. So, like, the conversation is, dude, how did that game go? Second guy says, I'm going to go home and Aaron Hernandez. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. That's probably the worst word you've picked the whole time. I, I, that's that's <laughs> Holy bad. shit. But it's, Listen, you know, it's kind of. It'll, it'll definitely fit into our CTE conversation exactly. later. Exactly. So <laughs> there's another one. It's uh, the reverse Midas touch. Ooh. Oh. He's just going to have to tell us that. We've got enough time. we got an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Midas, is, I'm, I'm thinking uh, exhaust, you know, or rear end. Am I close? Am I close? Is it is it like when some like let's say you're giving somebody a, a rusty trombone and they fart in your face? Oh. I, I don't even know what a rusty trombone is. As when you're tossing somebody salad, but you're you're like giving them a hand job at the same time. Like are you playing the trombone? Oh. Oh. See what I'm saying? Right here. You definitely lied to Robbie. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> So it is talent for turning anything you touch to shit. Oh, mm, horrible, buddy! Horrible. If you can save the show with your text from last night, please do. So the text from last night wasn't really getting me there. So oh. I picked, okay. I picked oh. a little Johnny joke. Oh, good. Oh. A new teacher was trying to make use of her psychology courses. She started her her class by saying, everyone who thinks you're stupid, stand up. 
After a few seconds, little Johnny stood up. The teacher said, do you think you're stupid, little Johnny? No, ma'am, but I hate to see you standing there all by yourself. <laughs> I love those man. I do, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, one of the other things I want to talk about, for number one, uh, Hippo, what is this tool that we use in EMS right here? Well, that is a ET tube holder mm. slash uh, alternate airway holder. A commercial and, uh, securing device? It is. Yeah, commercial yes, securing device. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, Thomas Lock. Does it keep your mouth? Yes. Does it keep you from getting bit? Well, oh. it's a Thomas Lock. So basically you take your any type of securing device, not just window trachea tube, any advanced airway. Right. right? Or, or even, so like that particular one, it's a little bit wider, so... And like an eye gel, which is very wide, mm-hmm. will actually fit in there. Yep. And, you know, it's not about length sometimes. It's about girth. Absolutely. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. You want to touch both sides if you can. <laughs> so this right here, a lot of times is put in, uh, it's placed in the wrong way. <laughs> Correct? It is actually always, in my case, placed the wrong way. Yeah. I, and I don't, how do you do that? 50% of the time, you should get it right. Like, yeah, it works all the time. 50% of the time, they... You know, always get it wrong. <laughs> so even to the point where they've made a, uh, a allegedly a version for where you work at, where they've actually put the nose. They did. They they, they got a picture of the nose on there. Specifically for us. Yeah. And, or uh, or will we say the 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 opening towards the feet? Yes. If you remember opening towards the feet, and it just like creates a better angle placement for this. And uh, we're going to do a demonstration where we put this in Trisha's mouth oh, okay. and actually watch this. We are? Yeah, absolutely. They've done studies. So, Let's do this. 60% Richard. of the time, it works. <laughs> actually, birthday Every buddy, time. you should uh, go, go ahead you and should help uh, her out. Go ahead and help her out with that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and put that in your mouth, please. <laughs> so you got to imagine that Trisha's got an ET tube sticking out of her mouth right now. Yeah. Or a ball. Oh or a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah. You're not helping. So her. she's going to demonstrate that right there. Proper technique. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, just put it right through that hole right yeah, there. There you yep. go. Give her a good uh, adjust. There it is. And then just, no, no, just no, pull it. You got to pull it tight. Pull it tight. Yep. Pull Give it her a little velcro through. to it. Careful. Easy. I don't know where you're supposed to go. That's what they always say. Oh, I see. Velcro's right back mm-hmm. to it. Uh oh, you're gonna break her teeth. <laughs> so this has a. <laughs> so this is. I know. I love it. This has a built-in bike block on it. Uh-huh. Right, so it keeps you from biting oh, down on the tube. Not done. You're not done. Yet. And oh. Oh. No. You're not done yet. So we don't have nice things right there. And uh, with the built-in bike block itself, the problem with this, Jason, is well, you can't use this for a long period of time. Is that foam on it? Okay. And that creates tissue breakdown. Right. Um, so that's one of the considerations why it gets like removed after a certain period of time. Okay. Now the trans this is a great transport ET tube holder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's gonna create good, you know, uh, thing there. But now they've improved on this quite a bit. Actually where you don't have to screw down on it, you can just push towards the tube now. I see. Mm-hmm. There, bam. There it is. And it secures. And now to bring it back though, you have to unscrew it. You know what I mean? You uh, you don't. No, you don't. You yeah. don't. That blue piece, push the blue piece on the front oh. and then pull it back. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Yeah. Hold it under your head. Oh, yeah, there you go. right there. So that's what. Uh, <laughs> My other father got caught in that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, you know, we have one. We have one. We have something like this with a ball in my house. We call it a ball <laughs> gag. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it comes out on special occasions. Black balls. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, that that, that uh, that's, we actually just 
started carrying that particular one. It's uh, pretty allegedly cool. pretty cool. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was actually started. They started making them like 2014. Though. Well, yeah, well so. thank you uh, for your demonstration. Yes, there. thank you very, very much. Great. You guys are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you ruined it. Now it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got lipstick all over it. <laughs> That's alright. And so does the rest of my face. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted before we get into the CTE topic here, and get into birthday buddies' notes, is that, you know, for people that do podcasts, right, and, and uh, especially businesses like ours and stuff like this, like we use social media quite a bit. Social media is, you know, the new world's advertisement and stuff. And, you know, um, but I do find that being able to, in a country where we have laws that protect your opinion, right? You have the ability to express your opinion. Yes. And I do think that, you know, we should be cautious of not harming other people's feelings on purpose. You shouldn't go out and like, like set out that you're, if I think if your opinion is be, you're setting out to hurt others, then that's stupid. That's uh that's an abuse of the law. Yeah. You know, that's an abuse of the law. But when you're just doing it, you know, your job and staying, you know, what you believe to be true or not, you should be hurt. And if you have no ill intent with that, you should not, you know, be, you know, persecuted for it. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. I, I was listening uh, this morning to talk radio and they actually were talking about the fact that, you know, you have a voice or, or a rights to say whatever you want, freedom of speech. And that also includes hate, you know? Absolutely. Un- un- unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that, that both sides. You have to, if you want, if you want your rights to be supported, you have to support the rights of others, whether yeah. you like what they say or not. I think that, and I've said this before on other podcasts, I think in the, in the last few years, we have turned the thing to try not to offend others and people that stand up for others being offended is that they're more racist or more hateful than the person saying anything mm-hmm. yeah. you know and, and obviously if you don't know if you've been on the rock or anything like I, I think that the ability that we have today to sit in a pod do this podcasting broadcast right over the internet right broadcast for free mm-hmm. yeah. and able to express our own opinion like was you know Joe Rogan was a, a is the guy that like made this popular what it is he's been at this game a lot longer than anybody, right? It, which is why he's worth the money that he's worth. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people out there using their weight to try to mess with this man's livelihood. Like you know honestly, I listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. I haven't we've been so busy doing other stuff that I haven't caught up on Joe Rogan's shows. I don't know what he said that had to do with the whole COVID thing or anything like that. But for people to go to the extreme, like I, I'm pretty sure that whatever he said didn't hurt anybody else out there. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to catch me up on uh, what, what I don't exactly know exactly happened. what he said, Jason. That's what no, I'm no, saying. I mean, like, what was the fallout? Like Apparently, it, it, that he said something about COVID that mm-hmm. that some med- thousands of medical professionals got upset about, and they wrote something to Spotify. Which caused like people, you know, great singers like James Taylor to pull their music from Spotify. Oh, and, and okay. uh, you know, like, but now you, you know, James Taylor is messing with a man's livelihood. I just don't believe that, that that's right. Right. You know, yeah. like I don't believe it's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a medical professional, and you know, so is my wife. So are you. You know, so is birthday buddy. You know what I'm saying? And like, we don't. <laughs> you know, we feel for the people that lose their lives doing this job. We yeah, feel for the patients yeah. that are out there. We're out there risking our lives for these people. Yeah. 
And uh, but however, I can respect somebody that has a different opinion of how things should be treated. You know, obviously we're strong. We feel that you know the vaccine enough personally protects us, and this is why we on this show have it. But I also respect people that don't want to have it. Right. Yeah. Everybody has you know their why? Choice, because I mean. that's their choice, man. And it like is. we've, we've got to respect people. But it has to go both ways. Yeah. Don't yeah. hate me because I choose to get it. Yeah. If I'm not showing you hate because you choose not to. Yeah. 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 Just be respectful of other people. It's we right. have like to respect that others. That, that's my yeah. bottom line. Let's respect others. And, you know, we were just talking before the show. We got one rule around here. <laughs> everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Oh, it's so hard let me sometimes. Just say, let me just say one thing. Um, Shane, we love you, too, and happy belated birthday. Hey, happy birthday, happy Shane. Happy birthday. Was <laughs> Shane's birthday? Well, it was a couple days ago. Oh, shit. We'll do a shot for Shane. Happy again. birthday. Shane. <laughs> Shots. Mm. That is delicious right there. <laughs> oh, she's a mess over there. Oh, God. I dribbled a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Me, too. We don't do that later, too. <laughs> Anyways. Go ahead and express your opinion. We got stuff to talk about. What? That's it. Oh, okay. I just said people should respect other people. Well, I love you. And their decisions. And if they want to say something, then they should be able to say it. Yeah, unfortunately, man, I'm telling you what. Like, there is definitely, I've never seen. There's a lot of things that I don't listen to. Yeah. I've never seen the divides that we're under right now. Yeah. Maybe good things go in circle. And like, you know, but in my adult life. I've never seen so much hate. <laughs> I've never seen it. Like, right. I've never, you know, I know that, that during civil rights and stuff like that, we saw people hating on others. But right now, in this modern day, I've never seen so much hate. Yeah. Like, I, it's crazy. I just yeah. was not raised like that. Yeah. You know, like, if somebody's gay and they love, you know, somebody the same sex, I respect that. At least you have people that love each other. You know, like whatever race you're in, race you are, whatever who you, whatever you want to do, I, I think you should fucking respect people. And let, oh, Kyle! Yeah, you know? uh, Kyle uh, made a good point. I cannot show it, but uh, <laughs> what thank do you, do? Kyle, for that? Uh, what do you? I can't see. Uh, yeah, you don't want it. You, we, you don't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. It might get us flagged. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Let's, let's not. Let's not get flagged. Anyway. Yeah. I'm might. sure that already. I already said COVID too much during yeah, this thing, right? so we're gonna yeah. get flagged anyway. <laughs> Exactly. So, well, I agree with you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, oh, I agree. We all agree. yeah, we agree with you for sure. Yeah, even so. Carlos, he doesn't know what you said, but he agrees. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna hold that. We're that. gonna watch to catch a predator yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the sure. mirror. Um, so let's talk about CT. You know, we talk a lot about mental health in the, during the show, and here is a what I like to call a traumatic injury that's causing a significant mental health epidemic Mm -hmm. if i may use the epidemic and not say covid in the same sentence you know it's it's causing a a, a thing and it's a lot of people don't don't really see this you know don't really see this but i posted a question to you guys before we started the show i said that the most common what is the that sport that causes the most concussions you don't say it because you probably heard me say it before (laughs) So it doesn't. So it's not. So it's not good. So it doesn't count. I don't count. So what do you think, Jason? Sport that causes the most Starting concussions. I know. I, think I know. Frisbee golf. I think <laughs> frisbee golf. It's a, who the <laughs> fuck is that even in the same? It, hey, it can be violent. You know. You, you play frisbee. Full contact. That. Full contact frisbee golf. <laughs> yeah. It's nah, seriously though. You, you have a guest. 
What did Danny say? Danny says soccer. Oh, oh. fucking Danny. What's but can we be more specific <laughs> on which soccer? Danny Miller. Which really? what's supposed to be more specific on the more on the soccer? On the soccer. So- uh, Does he know? More specific on the soccer. Yeah. Well, if he said football, I could see I could see you go more specific, but maybe like rugby? No, it's girl soccer. Really? Girl women, soccer women. has women. Girl soccer rough. has a has the they most are. concussions per capita. That's you know? Well, I mean, so, they're so fragile. I can understand why. No, they're <laughs> fucking nasty when they play the soccer. You're like, you know, they're fucking smacking heads and doing all kinds of shit. Have you watched women's lacrosse? Yeah, well, that doesn't cause as much uh, concussions. That's surprising, actually. You know, so. You know, another one that was really violent is women's water polo. Really? You, you yeah. ever see the girls? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> What can, a, what can a skinny woman do for you? <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. My wife, she's a sturdy gal. <laughs> so, listen. Jason's having fun with his board over there. I love it. it. I love Good it. Lord. There's semen all over that board. I know it. <laughs> so, uh, birthday buddy, we were sitting here doing some research the other day. And you came up with a lot of stuff. Give me, Hit me with some of this knowledge you got. I got a lot on. of stuff. So... Just to start, what is CTE? You said it: chronic, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. For the for the for the mouth breathers out there, and I mean that in uh, with all due respect. So you can't. It's in the Geneva Convention. Just because you say with all due respect. It's in Geneva Convention. Okay. You can't hold that against me. So encephalopathy, brain swelling. Mm-hmm. So like anytime the brain swells greater than you know its normal. Size, you know, you're obviously going to run out of room. You know, you know that that after 18 months of age, the brain that the skull is a fixed cavity, mm-hmm. so you have no room to grow. So right. you basically have enough room for the brain tissue, the amount of cerebrospinal fluid that's in it, and the blood that flows in there. And uh, and basically, any more than that, your brain is going to start to move from its original space. Is going to be called that herniation. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to have that fluid in there to so that it can move around yeah. and like wobble with Cushion you it. instead of banging yeah. on the side of your head. Absolutely. But when you say play football and yeah. you have two helmets that collide, mm-hmm. now your brain hits the outside too hard. Um, so what makes this different than like a traumatic brain injury is that this is a progressive degenerative disease linked to repetitive brain trauma. So a TBI, like, you can heal from that. So traumatic brain injury, you can heal from mm-hmm. it. But this you cannot because it's progressively degenerating your brain, and like, it can affect all different parts of your brain. It's not just located in one area or one area is susceptible to it or whatever. So, and the other thing that I found really interesting about it is that you can't diagnose it while you're alive. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like that is uh, insane. Yeah, I didn't know that you brought that up. You know, it. So here's the interesting thing about like the brain itself. When you look at the brain, the outside of it, we call you see all the time. Like you see gray matter, right? Mm -hmm. So you see gray matter. We're not gonna work that patient, right? Right. But the the inside of the brain is the more is more important than the outside. Yes. It's the white matter. Mm -hmm. So that white matter is that fatty uh, uh, sodium containing area where all the neurons in brain communication Mm -hmm. happens. You know, so the electrical impulse that go through back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy about that is, is that the outside of the spinal cord is white, white matter. In, the inside of the spinal cord is gray matter. So you know that on the spinal cord, 
the communication happens on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. So when you get a concussion, can you, like, uh, let's say that you're trying to tell somebody that's not in medicine, Jason. This is good. I've been planning this for a week now. Oh, God. <laughs> so you got somebody that's not in medicine, and you're trying to describe what a concussion is. Give it to me. Uh, basically, uh, you, I would say that... I, Anytime Jason starts with basically, yeah. you know it's going to be good. I'm going to have a drink to that. Uh, yeah, so Every I, time he says basically? I would say that it, it's, a, it's a loss of memory after some kind of a, a trauma to your head. You know, you, know, you might it, you but forget. But it's not just your memory that's affected. You, so, yeah, take this out. So if I ask anybody that, even a medical person, and within the first three words they say is a memory loss thing. That's like right. the smallest it portion is. and side effect of a concussion. Think about the concussion is is this. Like we we recorded a little bit thing earlier today about this. Like, right? So yep. the VCR for you millennials out there, VCR <laughs> is this machine. You would put these big black things in it and it would go. Oh, oh yeah. Oh sorry. Allegedly. And this were these cassettes. They were like large what's things. A cas- what's a cassette? It's well, it's like a big DVD. <laughs> you know, prior to fatter than a DVD. Okay. It's got girth to it. <laughs> and you would put this into a machine called the VCR, mm-hmm. right? And that VCR, you would set the time on it. There was a clock, and there's like, it would take 10 days to set the clock on that thing <laughs> to get it fucking right. And then you would you wanted to synchronize that clock with your TV. And then you would basically then set that clock to record at a certain time, mm-hmm. right? On a certain channel. On a certain channel, at a certain time, and bam. And then you would leave. But I live in fucking Florida. So what would happen is lightning would strike my house and would reset that fucking clock back to the factory oh, settings. Yep. So like, so what's that uh, electrical impulse, like when lightning strikes your house, that electrical impulse is basically this uh, thing that like a jolt of electricity and it resets all your stuff in your house right. back to factory reset, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So with a concussion, that's what's happening is you get this electrical impulse that flies through the neurons. They don't really recognize it, and they go, fuck, reset. And when you reset, you're going to go back. To the last thing. The last it? thing you remember. Uh-huh. So, let's, so you know, and basically, look at it this way. That's not the most dangerous point. The most dangerous portion of, of a concussion is that your, your reaction time is decreased. Okay. Like, by definition, psychomotor retardation. Psychomotor retardation. I mean, react- can you say that these days? Yeah, well, it's a medical term. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Depends so, on who you're talking to. So does yeah. the other. So does the other one. So birthday buddy, the reaction time during a concussion is very, very uh, um, slow, right? Yes. And, like, to hit on what you were saying, memory loss and, like, one of when you get further into CTE, it can cause dementia. But those are much later and much more severe cases. The most common of the symptoms are impaired judgment, which would be your reaction times to yep. things, impulse control problems, again, reaction time, yeah, and then mental health. So aggression, depression, anxiety, suicide, those are all of the things that it's going to cause these people to have. I mean, my mom must have dropped me a lot as a kid. That's probably why your head's so big. God dang. Oh. <laughs> All of these things. So in some, uh, one of the things I found is the most common cause of death with CTE is actually a respiratory failure, followed by cardiac disease, suicide, overdose, and other symptoms that, res- that are with end-stage dementia. Is it in that order? Do you, know, do you mm-hmm. remember? It was in that order? Yeah. Okay. That's all. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, so the other thing I thought was pretty interesting is... 
for me, everything I've ever heard about CTE is it's all associated with football and it's all going after the NFL and we're not following the concussion protocol and, you know, all that stuff. But there's so many other people and sports that, like, are affected and it started long before football. Yeah. It started with boxing in the 1920s. Yeah, so you know, let's talk about some of this stuff right I here. I mean, boxing is pretty bad, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> well, there there is some there is some uh, some things that you should bring to attention here about your the impaired judgment, the slow reaction time, because the chance of re injury during this period is high. Yes. Okay. So you know, let, so CTE is the result of. Different diffuse brain injuries, mm-hmm. like multiple diffuse yes. brain injuries. That's basically having brain injuries that happen consistently, you know, back yep. to back. Where like the NFL players that you saw a while back, a few years ago, that went back and basically were saying, hey, what's going on with, you know, what they were suing about, people didn't really understand is the fact that, you know, they took a hit, but they were they didn't go unconscious. See, not right. every concussion makes you unconscious. Right. Right. Right, and then they would go back into the game. They would take us another hit, but you see, it's not just that game. There could have been a game like the next mm-hmm. Sunday, or a practice five days after that hit, and all of a sudden, what's happening? Their reaction times are slow. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't know. You know where you would be able to juke left. Now you juke right, and yeah. you take a freaking hit, and now yeah. you're concussed again. Right. It's a compound injury after injury. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me ask you this, Jason. You played football for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I know that your reaction time is okay to put you back in the game? Mm-hmm. Shoot. When I, when I played, uh, we only had enough to play both sides. So, you know, there's like so just enough hit, players. And you weren't unconscious <laughs> and you weren't vomiting and you weren't right. – you were put back in the game. Yeah. yeah. yeah and absolutely. that's the way it's always been. Till you know, years, years and years. I remember 2009 like, before the NFL – started their concussion protocol. But it's interesting you brought up this 1922... 1920s. 1920s, this was uh, 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 an actual issue in boxing. Yep. So most places that would commission boxing fights, they would actually have pre-fight reaction time testing. Yes. So it's called a King's Divot test. Mm -hmm. And they would actually go and make you... They would test your reaction time prior to you taking a hit. And this is what the ringside doctor would use... To determine if you were okay to continue in the fight. Yeah, that was your baseline. And then you weren't allowed to go back in until you got back to your baseline. Gotcha. Now, does that, does it go by the, the whole 10 seconds when they, like when you get knocked out, they, the referee usually will count? Yeah, the 10 second and, rule and stuff like that. But yeah. they also look at your legs. Yeah. Right. They look at your steps. They look to see, like, if, you know, uh, they look, maybe if they clear you after that hit, they look, for the next few hits. Okay. Right? So one of the things is interesting. They had a death in the ring that happened uh, two years ago. And the doctor actually got criminal um, the uh, criminal charges uh, filed on him. And the biggest thing that that doctor did, and we won't mention what this fight is or where it happened. Um, it's on YouTube. You can look this thing up. They actually have this doctor looking at his cell phone during the fight. See, the ringside doctor should be looking in at all right. times. And this doctor had like seven, eight different signs. Me as a as a non-physician, but as a medical professional, could pick out and go, this motherfucker ain't there. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, he ain't there. And like the doctor missed the fact. This guy had a massive brain bleed. Mm-hmm. Then they were killing him in the ring. See, you got to look for subtle signs here. 
that's part of what I found with the concussion protocol mm-hmm. is not only is there now a neurotrauma expert that has to be on the sidelines for both teams, but there are also spotters in different locations at different levels. So yeah. they're looking down, they're looking from the side, they're looking from an angle, and they're it says the signs that they look for are loss of balance, loss of consciousness, obviously, confusion, disorientation, head clutching, facial injuries, slow movements after a hard-hitting play. And if they have any of those signs and they're immediately taken off the field and they can't come back until a team of doctor, the neurotrauma person, and all and these other people agree to let the player return. So, you know... Each team has that, regardless of whether or not they're home or away. Yes. Like, although they all travel with them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in uh, high school, it's interesting. So my son, he's a good example. My son's a, group, uh, 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 a great athlete. And, um, and when he came to high school, ranked and uh, as a football player. And then, you know, he fortunate kid to be playing varsity football as a freshman. Got a lot of looks, a lot of good plays out there. Right. You know, a few state championships. When the letters start coming home, you get the questionnaire from the NCAA. You get that questionnaire is basically like, hey, you know, are your grades or stuff? But one of the things is there, how many uh, head injuries have you had? Yep. So how many head injuries do you think the NCAA gives you? Now, what is what is considered a head injury? <laughs> so anything that's diagnosed as a traumatic brain injury, TBI, could be a concussion, could be mm-hmm. anything. But, but it would have to be diagnosed by a doctor and, oh, and documented. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So documented brain injuries. Even, even ER visits? Absolutely. So that's the problem that we get into because a concussion is a diagnosis of exclusion. Exclusion. Yeah. Sorry, I'm slurring my word. <laughs> Diagnosis of exclusion. Right. Right? Because that means that ER doctor doesn't know what your reaction times and he's going off a of history alone and yeah. what your symptoms you're being this you're describing. So therefore, you are documented a head injury. How many of those do you get and still keep get a scholarship in you the know, NCAA? <clears throat> By the go- way, the 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 current like amount of money that a college athlete costs. It's somewhere between eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year. So really? that's that's feeding them, working them out, uniforms, housing them, uh, books. So like so well, not a year. So like a total of four years. So you're looking at. Yeah. I think you were probably right the first time. It could be, it, yeah. but it's a lot of money. Right. So take let's I, say just you know just throwing a school out there, uh, uh, University of Notre Dame. Right. Mm-hmm. How many head injuries? Does the NCAA give you? You can still play. I mean, I would field. think, uh, you know, if if, th- if that's a question they're asking you prior to college, and you're good enough to get into a place like that, you, there's got to be like I don't know, twenty, twenty five a uh, your lifetime, three. for your three. whole life in your three. lifetime, three, sir. Wow. Three. You cannot play college. Yeah, and some places will give you four, but uh, three for the NCAA. Most of the time, NCAA clearinghouse. My son came in with one head injury. You know, he had a documented head injury. He was five years old. He was concussed. He was actually intubated in the hospital for a good period of time. And um, story for another time. But, like, that dropped his prospects down to, like, you know, no Division One schools. He could have gone Division One because I. of one. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because wow. basically you be- who wants to give you a few hundred thousand dollars worth of their money if you run the chance that you can have another right. one. Right? Like, um, you know, so it's it's insane. 
Number four on my sports list was the youngest deceased player. It was a 17-year-old high school football player who had a concussion, and the reason he died was from second impact syndrome. So he went back to playing, and he wasn't all the way healed. And now he's on the list of, like, the top 20 sports injuries that are related to this. And he was only 17. You know, buddy, you brought up a whole list of of symptoms there, but I'm going to defer some stuff to Trish here. With uh, babe, so you're looking, you're assessing a kid, like, because you, you know, it's funny. Uh, the ginger started playing football this year, last year, <laughs> you know, he's out there with no soul, just working <laughs> on the sideline. And uh, but Trish, by default, as part of the rescue company, one we volunteered Trish to be the sideline medic. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And you did a great job, and you're beautiful. I love you. I love you. So, babe, when you're assessing, what are you looking for to tell me that, like, hey, this kid has that head injury? Um, like you said, the balance, the, um, some nystagmus. Um, nystagmus, right? Mm-hmm. You know, nystagmus basically means your brain is at factory settings, mm-hmm. right? You're in a set, you know, how do you, like, how do you know that somebody's got enough ketamine and they're going, they're sedated? that the eyes start to do their flickering, right? It's going to the side. And that's part of a head injury right there. And that's how you know. Like, they may be awake. They may be answering questions. But look at their eyes, you know. So I think um, if we end up doing it again this coming year, um, we will do a pre-season baseline evaluation. Yeah. I was not aware that we were going to be doing that before the season started. Yeah, we're kind of so caught we, up, caught off guard. Well, we right. did not do but, that. But, you know, but birthday buddy, if we're testing them on the sideline, we should probably not be putting them back in the game, regardless right. what the testing says. I don't think, I think that most of the kids that I was a little concerned about, I didn't let it go back in. Yeah, absolutely. It's the safest thing to do. Right. Like, no matter yeah. what the fuck happens, if, if it's enough of a concern that we're testing you, we should not put you back in the game. So we just found out um, for Little League, they instated a new rule this year that any type of hit to the head, whether it's with a ball, a bat, another person, anything, if you have any type of hit to the head, you have to sit out of the game for a minimum of 30 minutes. Yeah. Only if you're batting and running bases. No, it's any head injury. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> you know, but uh, any. we were going to have a special guest today on the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the sister of Junior Seah. And if you're a football, you know, it's funny shit, because I don't read any of the podcast uh, texts you guys send out. <laughs> um, good, good to know. Right. Yeah, yeah. don't waste your time yeah. thinking I'm going to respond to right. that motherfucker. If he knows anything about them, it's because I read them too. Yeah, yeah, I got people's. Yeah, yeah right. You know what I mean? Like, why should I read my own shit? Anymore? Yeah, I, I Quite agree. frankly, I, agree. I think that we should get to the point where if I'm sitting on the toilet, birthday buddy's reading me. <laughs> I don't like reading my own shit anymore. Well, we're halfway there right now, yeah. so. Yeah. So... But birthday buddy the other day goes Why, like, he have pants yeah, on yeah. <laughs> birthday buddy goes the other day, cold. and she's telling me, I'm telling man, I'm, I'm going on a junior say uh, history thing that I'm just telling her about this guy, and she goes, yeah, that guy's sister was supposed to be on the show, and I go, whose sister? And we got into that back and forth for a few and minutes. I didn't know who he was. Oh yeah, because she kept pronouncing the wrong name all fucked up. Yeah. You know that guy you were talking about. So so who? Yeah, I didn't know who she was. But unfortunately, I just trusted Miss Jody. Unfortunately, they they had a family death right, yes. a few days ago, which uh, our condolences go to them, and then they yes. have a, a sick 
family member from the same accident. They're, they're taking yes. care of and our condolences. They, whatever they need, you got us here. You got a family here at the rescue company. One, yep. one of the things with Junior Seau is that, they, that it, and there's no matter who you talk to, the nicest man you have could ever meet. That is the truth. And a lot of people say that about people that pass away. Right. But that is the fucking truth about a man that, like, you know, he came from, like, nothing. And then and then to that community in San Diego that he played at, you know, he made that, like, a home for him. And, and be, you know, but this is a fucking guy that would talk to, like, a bum on the street as, you know, at the height of his fucking career. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, if you were holding the football during, between the whistles, you didn't want him wearing the different color uniform. He's going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to fuck you up. But you know what that guy man would do? If he knocked you on your ass, he would help you up. Yeah. He was a sportsman, you know, and lost. And then when he fucking won and he and he lost like a gentleman. That, 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 but the amount of concussions, what was the number that you received there, birthday buddy? 1,500. 1,500 concussions throughout his entire 20-year career. And, and you got it. How many now, did he on. have before he was a fucking football player? How many more is that than three? Because <laughs> you're only allowed to have three. So yeah. you're talking about this is a t- you know listen I, I respect Miss Jody. Miss Jody's a football player. She yes. played professional football in a, in the female league. Yeah. And, and uh, she knows like what it is to play hurt. Like my wife has been on the sideline with me, like playing with you know semi pro football. And, like, you know, um, which is, you know, they're, they're practicing right now. You know how hard it is not to go out there because I have other responsibilities right now? Yeah. And, and like, it fucking hurts me, and she knows that because I fucking love going out there. Mm-hmm. But the amount of pain that I would be in, like, days after and and the, the amount of times that I've been in, in my 40-some-odd years of playing ball that I've played hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and he just shouldn't be out there, you know? It's like, but yeah. you play the game. And Junior Sales was a fucking man's man out there playing football right and like he would go out there and he would do the thing but towards the end of his career he's unrecognizable as far as like his demeanor he was being mean and mm-hmm. not the nice guy everybody knew and he was depressed and yeah. he was suicidal and then he had a doctor who made poor choices and was over prescribing ambient to him yeah. In a time where he the, I when I went down this rabbit hole yesterday he had driven his car off of a cliff and survived the accident yeah. and the doctor kept giving him yeah. Ambien and kept giving him more medications that weren't actually helping him but could, you know, negatively impact your thoughts. I got a little clip here for you guys. Was arrested yeah. for yeah. domestic violence yeah. in Oceanside, California early on Monday. Seau accused of hitting his 25-year-old girlfriend. Junior Seau drove his SUV right off a cliff in California. Former pro football star has apparently fallen on hard. So, and I mean, it's a clip after clip, and you go, that's mm-hmm. not Junior Seau. Yeah. That right. is not him. And they didn't know, again, back to what we said earlier, they didn't know there was anything wrong with his brain to this extent until he was dead. Yeah. Because the family sued and demanded an autopsy of his brain. And then his sister, Mary, who was the one that was going to come on our show. Which we think we still are going to have we her will. on. Which is why we don't want to like uh, go a whole bu- uh, bunch yeah, into it. But, but she yeah. founded the CTE Awareness Foundation so that it can bring light to this and that it is a real problem. And there are things that you can look for that might give you an idea 
But, you, I mean, you still can't diagnose it. So, you know, birthday buddy, they, they, they take his own life. Yes. And, and uh, he was a, one of, like, I think either the second or the third football player to do so in this manner. Because he actually left a note mm-hmm. saying, basically stating what? That he just couldn't do it anymore. He told his sister to protect the kids' brains. And, and it, she had no idea what he was talking about. But he so, shot himself. In the chest. In the chest. At yeah. 43 years old. Why did he shoot was, himself in the chest? To protect his brain so it could be studied. So it could be studied. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was going to ask if there was any other people that had done the same thing and that was that left a note and explained why they did it the way they did it. I didn't find any like that. Um, a majority of them that have passed because they found out later they had CTE, they did either commit suicide or they overdosed on drugs. So, you know, like he, I'm pretty positive that he's either the second or the third football player to do this. Where basically left a note saying to study his brain, and then they shot themselves in the chest, mm-hmm. so that to preserve the brain so it could be studied. Yeah. But it wasn't until Junior Seau did it that the attention was brought to this. Right. right. You know. Um, Didn't they kind of touch on it a little bit um, in any given Sunday? They talked a little bit about that during. But not a, a lot. Not a whole lot about it. And that's a good point, baby, because you, you do bring up a good point because it has the uh, Lawrence Taylor yeah. character in that movie where he's just trying to make it to get that bonus, you know, and that pay and that stuff. And, you but, know, that's the problem. But his with, personality is changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. The more he gets hit. The more he's. The more angry he gets. He's unable more, to yeah. cope with normal situations. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and it's disproportional reactions. Mm-hmm. That is the actual t- a name there. And, and a disproportional reaction is when you're overreacting to a situation that you would normally react act different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, now you know that brings up a, a, a thing a thought in my mind is salt you know salt really pisses me off and when I don't have <laughs> oh salt my God. it really pisses me off along with touching other pop, other touching boxes just so you, yeah. you know you, you guys know you people know you're a box toucher yeah you, you, you touch know what box. I'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah, whose box did you touch fucking salt yeah. <laughs> you touch salt box? Yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> fucking hippo. <laughs> shit. Trying to be serious here. I know. I know. You know, Robbie's gonna write you up. Hey, well, you know, we gotta we no we have to jokes. make some light. Yes. You know. It's it's <laughs> terrible. Did, obviously. Didn't we have like a memo on the yes. inside jokes? No inside out? jokes. Oh. Yep. Okay. We get screened about inside yeah. jokes. Is it going on the stand up? Yeah. Birthday buddy. Like we have other athletes, not just football players. Correct. So you had a, uh, a list of like, uh, how many people did you? 20. Like? 20. Mm-hmm. Let's read some of these names. Um, that are not football, right? Yep. So Bob Probert was a hockey player for the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, boxer. Yep. He had 198 fights between 1940 and 1965, winning 173 of them. Wow. Had stage three CTE. Yep. Which there are four, so stage three is pretty bad. Yeah. Leon, um, you know a boxer that's interesting when you hear an uh, interview from Leon Spinks in the 70s, and then you hear Leon Spinks on Howard Stern's show, um, and you swear that the man's drunk, he talk, but he's perfectly sober trying to talk, and he's on, on his speech is ridiculous. You can't understand yeah. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Do it. Um, Joe Lewis, boxing oh, yeah. world champ. Yeah. 
Reg Fleming was the first known hockey player. Andrew Test Martin, pro wrestler, died of a drug overdose. Mm -hmm. He was the second wrestler diagnosed post-mortem. Wow. Um, There were three hockey players in the same year that all died of overdoses and suicide. What's crazy is pro hockey... You you basically your face and head is like almost non protected, right? Right. As a hockey player, like as a goalie who gets you know struck in the face quite a bit, <laughs> and uh, it, it's amazing. You you have no idea how fast a puck is coming, and when you take a puck directly to the face, it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine. Like I mean, I've, I've over and over and over. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I have like probably five goalie helmets. You know, like the, and. Uh, and basically, I would just like put take the goalie helmet out of service the minute it would have a crack on it, and it would most goalie helmets would last me like three or four months. Oh wow! Of like when, when I was playing hockey quite a bit, because I would take you know, I can stop a puck with my face because if I can still see the puck, which usually I'm following it in my head, <laughs> I, I get hit in the face a lot. <laughs> I get the money shot quite a bit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, Trisha seeing me play hockey is awesome. <laughs> what about... So, uh, then there is Ryan Friel, who was the first baseball player yeah. to have it. Yeah. He got a severe head injury while chasing a fly ball. Wow. Um, and then Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Now, that's an interesting one. That right? is an interesting one. So, Chris Benoit, the rabid Wolverine. I'm a wrestling fan <laughs> from way back. And uh, well, so you you got Chris Benoit, man, like probably one of the most competitive wrestlers out there. He's a smaller guy in stature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I do have a personal story to share with Chris Benoit. So me and my partner, Ray Dixon, allegedly, let's talk about this allegedly, we're watching wrestling, doing a live wrestling event here at the old Orlando Arena. So we figure that we're going to, like, tailgate prior to this wrestling event. Now, this is a bad thing because... <laughs> We got there like eight hours before the wrestling thing. <laughs> and we were tailgating. We emptied out a cooler. We emptied out a second cooler. Then we got inside the wrestling thing, and they were doing two-for-one Long Island iced teas. Oh, my. At a WW, oh. WWF, by the way. This is how long ago it was. You know, at Millennials, before there was WWE, it was the World Wrestling Foundation. <laughs> yeah. So we get in there and they're filming live now Chris Benoit is on is, he's already in the ring they cut to commercial and uh, we talk Ray allegedly he's my partner at the time to basically that Chris Benoit isn't that big of a guy that he could take him and rest, <laughs> we go I think that guy you could take him right now and like you get, we're, basically we got like front row and you, all he has to do is jump a little gate and he's in the ring Right? Like, this is a true story. And sure as fuck, we get him so riled up that he jumps in the ring. Oh, my God. He jumps the gate, runs in the ring, and then, like, he gets arrested already. (laughs) And ruins a live shot of WWF, like, without to cut a commercial again. So, long story short, allegedly, we may have talked the cops out of arresting him, but he has a lifetime ban of the WWF, which doesn't really matter because I don't exist anymore, so you can go back to WWE events. So, true story, Chris Benoit. So, he Allegedly. was only 40 years old yep. when he hung himself after I've... he murdered his wife and his son. Yep. And then they did the autopsy on his brain, 
and he had the brain of an 80-year-old person, and he had lasting damage to every section of his brain. It was the worst case of CTE ever seen. Now, what's interesting here is this, and a lot of people don't know, why would a wrestler go through all this stuff? Well, this is the thing. If you don't wrestle, you don't get paid. Right. So these guys are basically the more they, 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 what some of these guys go through. And for people to say wrestling's fake, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, it, whether it's scripted, whether the, 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 the thing's already decided, whether the Illuminati already know who's winning or not, doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is that these guys election. are still getting injured. Yeah. These guys are taking hits. They're, 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 they're out there uh, risking their lives, and they're athletes. So this is real. Wrestling's real to me, damn it. <laughs> have you ever seen the clip of the guy crying uh, like that uh, thank you for that wrestling's real to me so you know we, like, we, uh, we have somebody online that's joined us oh if you want to say hi who, real quick who that is hello caller you're on the line there he is what <laughs> calm down calm down brother <laughs> uh, who do you have on the line uh, I believe it's uh, a hillbilly from up north somewhere. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so that, uh, that hillbilly you used to call sweet tea. Is there this, it is. Is this Randy Van Sand from uh, Leonard Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we're talking about our Chris Benoit there and the head injury there, uh, Sweet Tizzle. And, uh, but, you know, it's good to have sweet tea on the, on the, uh, here on the line because there is some definite, um, you know, head injury things that you should probably know. For exam purposes, since this is most of our audience going to take a test at some point. All right. So That's right. basically things that you would want to do during that BLS points would be elevating the head. Right. Elevate the head. Make sure that you're increasing venous drainage. Right. If you're starting to get some of this herniation type syndromes and stuff like that. Um, as you can see that this show is going to be too short to be able to go into a lot of this stuff. So we're just going to give you some tidbits here. And then me and Jason recorded a whole bunch of stuff that you can somehow get to when Miss Jody tells us how to get to <laughs> So, check this out, right? So, elevate the head, looking forward, increases venous drainage. But the big thing, which is the uh, sweet tea specialty, is going to be ventilating the patient appropriately. Right, sweet tea? 100%. So, Absolutely. Especially if that patient has an advanced airway, there's uh, some numbers we really got to be working towards. So, entitled uh, CO2, uh, you know... This was interesting. Last week, a couple of weeks ago, we were in the competition. There's one of the questions that they asked you in the escape room that we did in there. And apparently, how, how do you get to the untitled CO2 that you want? Well, we're going to get there, baby. You're oh. jumping ahead of time. Oh, um, go ahead and get two minutes of uh, penalty time on that. And uh, so, uh, Sweet Tea, 30, 30, uh, 35, 30 to 35? Is that what we're looking for there? Yeah, 35. Yeah, 35 really that number we want to go for. And then, uh, if we start seeing signs of herniation, we want to we start that, uh, quote-unquote, hyperventilation and try to drive them down to that 30 range. And, and so, uh, so some of the signs we're looking for for that, hernia, for that herniation, maybe we're uh, unequal pupils. They're getting some of the, uh, the triad that we always talk about. Uh, we want to really start ramping up that ventilation, give them more minute volume, and try to, uh, try to blow off some of that CO2. So, when you, when you, so let's say this. Uh, we, we, don't, we get to the patient, they're apneic. They got these herniation type signs and symptoms, and you go ahead and intubate the patient, and you get an entitled CO2. Let's say we're setting the the, the respiratory rate 
at uh, 12 breaths per minute, just just for the heck of it. And we get an entitled CO2 of 60, okay. 60 right away. You know, and mind you, like, that, yep. that could be because this guy didn't get any ventilations. He wasn't getting, like, really good, you know, exchange prior to the intubation. So we were dropping this guy down, you know, getting this tube in. We put him on the vent. Now, uh, let me back up, Sweetie. What is your opinion on this? Like, if we can RSI a patient, but you don't have the ability to mechanically ventilate them, what are your feelings on that? Well, I mean, mechanical ventilation is obviously ideal. We want to, we want, we want that if we have it as a tool that's available. But if if I got an RSI patient for airway protection, I'm going to do that regardless of if I have a ventilator or not, because I can still drive the numbers that I need to drive with a with a BVM. Yeah, so so that's the the uh, the 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 big thing there, right? Because we're in the pre-hospital setting. We're the kings of entitled CO two. This is not we we do it better than the hospital in that in that situation. So, if you're comfortable with the amount of breaths you're giving and doing it appropriately, then you can do the same stuff with a BVM. But the general consensus is that people want you to have this. Uh, the mechanical ventilator is the best way to go. But if that's not okay, absolutely that's not something that's on every ambulance that's out there that carries paralytic medication. Am I correct? I mean, am I making a big assumption here? I mean, Jason, yeah, you work at a place that allegedly may have paralytics. Uh, yeah, we do. Do. You, do you have a mechanical ventilator on that engine? Uh, not on the engine, but the uh, paralytics are not on the engines either. So the, you do have to have um, two paramedics on scene to administer those paralytics, and then that also includes the transport, which does have a ventilator. So they do have a ventilator yes. on there. Yeah. And, you know, but you've had paralytics in the situation of not having a ventilator. That's not mm-hmm. a common yeah. case in most places. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so like, but, Sweetie, when you, you go through this whole thing, and, again, we don't have a whole bunch of time to hit this on the podcast here, uh, but the, the, you go through that ideal body formula to determine the tidal volume, right? Yeah, I, I, I do in a way. I'm not pulling out a tape measure and measuring how tall someone is. As a general rule, that 400 to 600 mLs is a safe tidal volume for most adult patients. And the shorter they are, the closer to 400 I am. And the taller they are, the closer to 600 I am. And really, that's just uh, that's my starting point. And I'm going to make adjustments based off of the lung compliance they have. But especially like in these head injury patients, I'm really driving most of my decision making off of that end tidal CO2. And I think that's one of the things, especially too, for these. Uh, these uh, a lot of paramedics out there that uh, the, the schools do a, a somewhat of a poor job of really pounding in their heads the physiology of what's going on here because we always get well at least I know where I went to school we got taught you put a, you put a tube in their mouth and you bag them 12 times a minute because that's what ACLS says and understanding the physiology of what's going on with the patient will really help you uh, get provide better care of what, for uh, for whatever injuries your patient has. You know, and so back to Trisha's point when she was before she got put in time out here. So, so, so ba- what's that? Nothing. I love you. You're beautiful. I love you. So when you you intubate the patient, you get that high entitled CO two, and you want to let's say drive that entitled CO two down, and you're using the mechanical ventilator, right? So there is actually a formula yep. that you would use for this to determine the breath. So let's say we're at entitled CO two of sixty, breathing twelve times per minute. And we want to make our goal entitled CO2, let's say, 40, right? See, let's say you may want to drive it down to 
30 to 35, right? But you're not going to go, you want to go to 40 first, see what you're doing, and then decrease it from there. You see what I'm saying? Go step by step. So you're going to do the respiratory rate that you're at now times your entitled CO2, okay, divided by your goal entitled CO2. Oh, math. So I don't really know what you just said. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. So basically, (laughs) again, in the show notes, we could probably put this, right? Yeah. So entitled CO2 that you're getting now times the respiratory rate that you're getting now divided by your goal entitled CO2 will give you the new breaths per minute. That will bring your entitled CO2 down to your goal. It works. As long as you're. It works. As long as you're close to that tidal volume, this is not magic it's appropriate. No, it's not. You know, it's not random. No, you're very beautiful. I mean, I, not I, I really fought the urge to just throw something out there, though. Yeah, oh yeah, because you're you're the most random word screaming guy during class. Yeah. Like Jason Time. random oh, shit. Time. Time. Right in the mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, birthday buddy. I love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> lamp. <laughs> Are you just saying you love things around the room? I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> so, birthday buddy. Birthday buddy's got like four pages of notes. I do. Yeah, we're going to like not be able to get to like a Jason scenario that he's been getting at for two weeks now. <laughs> so, so, I have two things that we have yeah. to remember, though, because yeah. it is Black History Month. Yes. So, we did not say this at the beginning of the show. So, it is Black History Month. And we're going to bring you a black history fact throughout the uh, the month of uh, December. I mean, no, sorry, February. <laughs> I am so drunk right now. <laughs> hey, so, birthday buddy, give me some black history that's relevant to our community. So I have two. Mm-hmm. First one is Robert D. Lowry was the first African-American fire commissioner at FDNY from January 1st, 1966 to September 29th, 1973. We may have said this in pre- prior podcast. Do you know why it's FDNY, not uh, uh, NYFD? Oh, I don't know. So NYFD was the volunteer fire department, New York, and they had to trademark the name. So when they formed, like, the New York City, uh, you know, paid department, they could not use NYFD, like NYPD. So uh-huh. they switched it to FDNY, Fire Department of New York. <laughs> Little history fact there. Did you know that, Tizzle? That's not you. I did no. not, but I will admit, FDNY sounds way cooler. It yeah, does. I love it. I love it. Really it. I love it. So we, me, and, me, and, me and Sweet Tea had a whole conversation today about how horrible firemen we both were. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, what else you got, birthday buddy? I have one more that you also have a story for. Yeah, Cecilia Salters was the first woman assigned to a New York City truck company in 1984. 1984. So a few years later, this the same woman was in a pretty iconic fire in the uh, in the, uh, in New York City, where basically they're like about eight stories up, and they had to bail out of a window, and there was no like ladder or anything there to, before them to bail out. So they bail out, and like uh, she was one of the survivors from that. Like uh, she ended up landing on one of the guy uh, on, on like the second person to come out of the window, which means nope. she wasn't the first person to come out of the window. Yeah. Oh, so sixty some odd percent body surface area burns she uh. suffered. Well, she was uh, in that, survived, and continued to work after she came back and recovered. Really? That's crazy. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, some good history facts there because we love everybody. Yes. Okay. Don't so, be an asshole. Yeah, don't and, be an and asshole. And we have to be nice to everybody. And we have to be nice to everybody. 
So birthday buddy, like uh, you talked about Chris Benoit, there was the the, the person like the depression that goes along with CTE is one of those things that is huge. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the depression kind of comes in from the research that I've been doing about this the last few days is the fact that they, you can't control your your reactions. Right. So you can't control your reactions and you have no ability to not feel the way you do, mm-hmm. which is where the whole suicide kind of comes in because yeah. you just have no control over that. You have to find a way out. Right. And that's where the, the drugs also come in. Because they're trying to heal, you know, deal with it themselves in their own way. But statistically speaking, <laughs> suicide good. is more of a result of a deep depression than drug use. Well, no, I'm just saying that the they're trying to deal with their anger issues or they're self medicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what's interesting is, and I bring I brought the depression stuff up for a very interesting point. At the beginning of the show, we used the term. For that, like when you're in this diffuse brain injury, we use the term psychomotor retardation, mm-hmm. right? Psychomotor retardation is also in the definition of depression. Oh. It's also in the definition of depression. So that that whole inability to control yourself, force yourself to do the activities and stuff and not having okay. the control of feeling that way. Right. Yeah. That is sense. where the suicide comes in. So they're not when they're in that psychomotor retardation phase, they're not suicidal. Just like the depressed person is they're mm-hmm. actually back to baseline when they commit suicide yeah they're in a reason they're reasoning right they're, they're, they don't ever want to feel that bad, they yeah. do not right. want to feel that way and that's why they come back to it gotcha you know yeah. what i mean like this is i know exactly what you mean yeah i've been there we yeah. talked about this yep so you know like i really do want to you know because I think we decided that there is there is a brain injury month, right? There's a brain injury mm-hmm. uh, thing where we're hopefully we'll have the Sayoff family on the show to yeah. kind of come back and hit on some of this stuff. However, like a lot of the technical parts of diffuse brain injury, we did in 10 minutes. We have a 10 minute little thing. And this is actually is good sweet tease on the phone because this was his idea mm-hmm. the, uh, of actually doing like recorded legitimate things that 10 minutes. 15 minutes or less that people yeah, can use to pass their exam, but also get CE credits for it. Yeah, something quick. So um, so prior before Sweet Tea fires you, we're going to figure out how to get this on some type of platform. <laughs> Got it. Before we're all fired, because we're not wearing any pants on sure. the podcast currently right now. Yeah, we can't yeah. stand up right now. Yeah. So, uh, but Sweet Tea, as far as like head injuries, air medical transport is concerned. Okay, is concerned on that. Like other than like elevating the elevating the head thirty degrees, the advanced airway, ventilating them on the entitled CO two, and stuff like that. Anything you think that we haven't mentioned that we should consider on these patients? Uh, I, mean, I wasn't on earlier, but uh, I think sedation is key on these patients. We really got to make sure that we're uh, keeping them uh, properly uh, sedated and if necessary, necessary paralyzed, so that way they're not coughing and gagging and. Uh, increasing that ICP as well. Um, that's one of the biggest things we can do in the pre-hospital setting to uh, ensure that they're not spiking that ICP. Uh, keep the head midline, control the end title, elevate the head if possible, and uh, keep them sedated are kind of the, the big hallmarks that I think of. You know, as you bring that up, we, we talked about, uh, we were having allegedly some conversations yesterday on some other type of uh, platform, and uh, we were talking about uh, uh, lidocaine use in uh to decrease ice, blunt ICP, right? It's still like in the standard thing, but 
but we we found some we found several recent literatures in a uh, unrelated uh, field uh, journal allegedly that has to do with flight medicine, and uh, these journals actually related to the 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 use of lidocaine as causes sometimes more problems. I was about it, to say I thought we were we stopped doing that. Yeah, like I well, apparently public place still recommended allegedly. So, you know, but it's not necessarily proven. There's not enough data that proves... There aren't enough studies? That proves that it's effective. The only only study that I've ever seen that that showed to to potentially uh, blunt that intracranial pressure is when it was atomized and sprayed directly into the the larynx and then given five minutes to set in. So it really numbed that area before we inserted the blade. Uh, or before the blade was inserted, rather, not us inserting it. And that's really the only literature I've ever seen that kind of supported the blunting of intracranial pressure from uh, in the RSI situations. You know, you know. Um, which is not something we're routinely doing in the, in the pre-hospital field, obviously. It's so good you mentioned that because we're going to ask Jason a question here. Oh, Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, <laughs> hold my beer for my a second. Sc- my scenario. Are you gotta, standing I, up right now? No, I'm not going to stand up for this one because I have no pants on. So, <laughs> Jason, yes. so you have now sprayed lidocaine into somebody's throat. Mm. You with me? I'm with you. Okay. Main side effect of that would be tinnitus. <laughs> what a what a random. Do you, you see Oklahoma. what I'm talking about? You think what I'm talking about, sweet tea? Uh, Time. Ran, um, oh, this is true. This is true. This is a good one. Okay, so it's a hazmat um, thing. Oh, really? It would cause this. It would cause uh, like the sludgem. They're gonna salivate more. Do you just like walk through? <laughs> do you guess at your mortgage? Like when you're writing your mortgage check, do you no, like, I, just write I, random. I I can't. I have to have it's it's set. Do you just it's write like random shit set. on the thing? Is this like? That's a, <laughs> uh, so lidocaine as it absorbs to the epithelial tissue could cause meth hemoglobin anemia. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So antidote hmm. would be uh, methylene blue. Man, you got one right. Yay! The man got one right. Meth- methylene green. <laughs> yeah, you lost it there. So, sweet tea, man, you drive home safe. Appreciate you thanks calling. Thanks for coming in. out today. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. Glad I was able to make it. Yeah, no, man, absolutely. And uh, we got about 15 minutes left here. So, before we close it up, you got any any parting words to the people out there? Any future flight crew no, people out there? It. Oh, uh, what? Enjoy the enjoy the podcast. Hopefully, this new format will. Uh, Get you, get you some CEUs and also uh, keep you entertained at the same time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, are pants, wearing pants during the podcast, uh, <laughs> HR problem at all since you're on here? Well, I, I, I thought there was a memo sent out that there were supposed to be no pants today. So uh, oh, I'm oh. here to enforce the rules. You're okay. fired, I'm Hippo. I'm trusting the uh, CEO to take care of that. You're fired, Hippo. Take your pants am, off right I, now. I, I am. <laughs> on the air. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Dry safe, <laughs> sweet tea, man. I'll hit you tomorrow. All right, guys. Thank Later, you. Buddy. Bye. See ya. So, you know, uh, birthday buddy, because I, I love your notes. Taking a whole bunch of them. <laughs> and, I, and I love them. And uh, any facts you haven't mentioned to the people yet? Because oh. you got a lot of them. There's probably a lot of them. Hey, so we, so I, I, I got 15 minutes reserved for this because I'm, I'm gonna go off on this. Mm-hmm. So you brought this up earlier. Mm-hmm. You, who is the youngest brain study to be said <laughs> at CTE? Man, I got issues with this. Go ahead. 
Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. 27 oh. years old. Oh. Yep. Allegedly had stage 3 CTE, which stage 3 is headaches, loss of attention or concentration, depression, mood swings, explosivity, short-term memory loss, executive dysfunction memory loss, Oh, vi- there's that word. Visual spatial difficulties. Good job. Good job. I really yeah. had to work on that word earlier. I can't, I can't say that either. And so. aggression. Oh. Is all signs and symptoms of stage three CTE. What are, what are signs of, uh, what's one and two? One and two. One is headaches and loss of attention. Mm-hmm. Stage two includes those. So each one, it builds. I get those. You bring those. So stage two adds in depression, mood swings, explosivity, and short-term memory loss. That's, that's harder for you to say. It is. I didn't practice it. <laughs> in the four, you said is the worst one. Four is the worst. It is severe memory loss leading to dementia. Wow. Babe, now let me ask you this. You just you brought it up. You, you said you have this stuff. Can you think of any time you've actually had a head in, like possible head injury? Uh, serious, honest to God. Thing. Probably. Doing what? Can you just give me an event? <laughs> oh my God. Is someone trying to be funny? I'm just <laughs> no. asking you. One of the numerous times I've fallen. You fall a lot, but a lot of times on your ass. Yeah, but I have hit my head a couple times. But, so do, do you, you think hard enough? Do you think hard Pro- enough where you've had a, a, a brain injury that has occurred? Uh, I mean, I broke a tooth. Like, I... <laughs> I, I wonder if, like, people can go off of videos and say, yeah, that was that was hard enough. Because yeah. I watch videos all the time where people get fucked up, skating, falling, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, it hurts you to watch it. Do, do you think you've ever been concussed? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. You think, you think you've I, ever been concussed on the job? Um... Mm, I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I I don't know. I really don't know. I can't think of. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm one of those that will. I'll document exactly if I'm hurt or or if I'm injured. Um, I don't don't think that I need to go to the hospital all the time for it. But uh, it's documented. But I can't think of anything that I've documented for my uh, for you know being concussed. You know, it's, it'd be interesting to find that out, birthday buddy. Do you have any documented concussions? No. Because no. you say, oh, I'm sure I do. Oh, yeah, jujitsu, you know, being slammed on the ground in jujitsu and doing, you know, playing playing football and doing you know, just different, doing we being used stupid. to ride bicycles without helmets. Right, being a stupid yeah. kid, you, you know, <laughs> skating, you know, you I skate. I had one. What did you have, birthday buddy? In my driveway? No, that was my butt. <laughs> I didn't hit my head that time. No, when I, we talked about it yesterday because yeah. we were talking about this random fluid that comes out of my nose. Yeah, it's absolutely. I think birthday buddy's leaking some cerebral spinal fluid. Yeah. We're going to yeah. test it. We're, we're okay. pretty sure. Yeah, we're going to test um, the shit out of that. But, I, but it was all the way back when I was two years old. But after all this research I was doing yesterday about CTE and how it if it was a bad enough concussion, it never truly heals, but it progresses. Yeah. So, like, I have a headache all the time. I mean, I, other, I also have other medical stuff, but, like, I have a headache all the time. I always feel like my brain is literally bouncing off the sides of my head. Like, there's not enough fluid in there. Like, mm-hmm. that's a normal feeling for mm-hmm. me. I don't know why. Nobody can explain it to me. But 
You know, it, it, you've said it several times, and I'm wondering this, and I guess it's the question we, we don't know, and I don't know how we would get the answer, but if you get the one concussion and it just progressed that something about that one, let's say you only get one, mm-hmm. right? There is a likelihood that that one concussion could progressively create this. Yeah. Like that, that one thing can cause this brain damage to be degenerate and it just gets worse and worse. Right. I would think if you hit, if you hit your head hard enough and you're concussed hard enough or it was in a certain spot that was, you know, you hit just right. Or like mine specifically was right at the back of my head at the base of my skull. Mm-hmm. Like that's right where I landed. And, like, I remember my grandmother telling me that she was almost inside the house, and I was out in the driveway, and she heard my head hit the concrete. Wow. Yeah. That's a hard hit. So that's a hard hit. And then factor in that I was only two, maybe, barely two. But, yes, your your the size of your head is the size it's going to be, but your brain is still Girl. developing. It's yeah. still growing. So... That was one of the things I found was that, you know, kids are more likely to have this develop if they start playing contact sports like football at a young age and getting concussions because their brains are not, they're just not mature enough to heal the way that it would maybe if it was an adult. Yeah. You know, football gets a bad name. I think that in the the heads up uh, football um, since we've got aware, some awareness to this, you know, and uh, protecting the kids from those impacts, I think that you're getting, you know, hopefully less and less of this, you know. Mm-hmm. I hate to, you, you know, an interesting story. A lot of people don't understand that the, in, the, in the early 1900s, uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt saved modern-day football. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. So so it's an interesting story. So, like, uh, they, college football was the thing. There's no professional football back then. And uh, this guy out of the uh, uh, University of Chicago, he actually created uh, something called the forward pass, which was thought to be a trick play <laughs> that was against the rules during football. Football was done pretty much like rugby is. It was straight up running the ball. You couldn't pass it forward. And, uh, and, and college people were dying playing football. And uh, and uh, they basically outlawed football for a year. Theodore Roosevelt was the president of the United States at the time. Now, one of the things that when he founded the Rough Riders, his uh, his famous military unit that he's you know uh, uh, what and his thing was he didn't have a single officer that was on the uh, that served under him that did not play football, and because he felt the football was one of these things that created such a team atmosphere where you taught about you 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 were doing things for the greater the group good the group of the you know the the great we can't even pronounce that for the uh, for the greater good for the greater good good, right so yeah yeah you're thinking of the team versus yourself Mm -hmm. and that's the type of officer that he wanted and he saw that there's no other way to build that quality than a person that would play college football and uh he made the rule changes and uh, he took this this guy from the University of Chicago who was in, uh, introduced the actual forward pass, and that's modern-day football as we know it, saved by Theodore Roosevelt. It's part of history. Nice. Like this. Wow. So, you know, that's uh, that's where, you know, it comes from here. And, like, so it gets a bad name, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. that... And now, you know, I have this question for Trisha. I've been saving it the whole show. She is the mom of a young football player. Mm. 
I want to ask you this. Does this run through your head at all, babe? What? About, you know, Xander being out there in the of football course. field and stuff like that. But what about, like, as a mom, what are you, what's the benefit you think your son's getting out there as a young football player? Well, I think you just said it. I think that it teaches you how to be a part of a team and to not put yourself first. And um, that's all I can really think of right now. I love you. So I think that the modern-day coach is teaching the kids how to hit right. How to make sure they're keeping their heads up. I think the rules are changing to save, you know, the players, you know, and save their brains. And Yeah, I didn't I didn't really see that many, like, any helmet on helmets um, when they were playing this year. Yeah. And I definitely think that, they, that this is definitely uh, a subject. I do think the coaches that um, we got to work with were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they were thinking about the kids. Absolutely. Learning the game. And they won a lot of games. They went to they the like the championship game and lost. And you know, but you, these kids were taught to like think as a team. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. They lost gracefully. Yeah, yeah. you have to be a good winner yeah. and a good loser. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? They won a lot of games. And Sanders' first year playing football, full you know, on COVID year of playing football, <laughs> he uh, he learned like a lot, and he was part of a winning team. You know, yeah. it was great yeah. you know, way to do it. You know, he, uh, you know, uh, watched a lot of football from the sideline, but next year is a different year. You know what I mean? So uh, I got some hope out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, baby, Absolutely. what do you have before we leave the show today? Because, um, Elizabeth, you're going to fall asleep, though. I am about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Jason's yeah. music. There it is. Uh, we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say just be nice. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Hey, that's my line. That's right. Oh, sorry. Aww, oopsies. Sorry. Uh, everybody love everybody. Okay, I like it. Go ahead. No pants Thursday always. <laughs> Yo. Okay. You're getting salad tossing a little bit. Go ahead. Don't be an asshole and protect your head. Yes. <laughs> this church stole your shit, but they buddy. She did. <laughs> but protect your head. It's yeah. pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> Which head? Nah. Oh. Or well, a cup. I only have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What you got, man? Uh, well, so you know, Jason, I, I, so you're pacing. You ran on him. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, and the dude had an explosive <laughs> in his chest. He did. It was literally right on his chest. Yeah. And he was holding it and setting it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me set the let me set it up first. Okay. <laughs> oh, so my God. only like <laughs> only like three minutes. So let's go ahead and oh. hold that talk till the next show. Can I okay. hit the mute button on yeah. him? <laughs> oh, what color? Hey. Are you? Hey, Jason, you do a good job with this shit. Oh. I love the board. Do love... we find out if he's still alive though? No, I have no idea. Oh, all right. Let's yeah. continue. I all can't right. fucking give you the solution to the problem before we get to the whole case. There you go. Oh, until we we're continue. We're never gonna know. I know. Until we continue. God, like Jason did during air medical class, I watched like two of the scenarios and it was great. None of them finished the same way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So listen, uh, uh, for people who don't know out there, the the uh, Bill Shear ALS competition is going to be July 14th and 15th. July 14th and 15th of this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here in Orlando. Multiple sure scenarios. Multiple scenarios. The conference is not part of the competition. Correct. So it is only the competition. Start planning to come here because we're going to have two days of multiple scenarios. In multiple places. Multiple places. No more sequestering. 
Um, so that's official out there. It People is. are working hard on scenarios. We're going to have a giant party for you. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there should be a, a rule that says uh, that if you kill somebody that you may not You should not win. You will not win. You know, I'm glad right. you mentioned that. It's called a critical mm-hmm. failure. Allegedly, that may happen has may happen before in the past, but it will not happen here okay. at the new Bill Shear ALS you let competition. Somebody die. You're not winning. You don't win. You don't get to win. You don't win. I mean, I, you don't I'm win. Just I feel like that's okay. You, you know? don't win. You know, uh, it's hard. I don't win if I let somebody <laughs> die at real work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you don't get to come back to work. Right. Exactly. You don't get to come back to work. You I haven't know, done that, but. It's, it, is, uh, it is so awesome to be happen. part of this. You know, it is so awesome the, the, the direction the company is going in. And, you know, the direction that the, the podcast goes, you know, we are evolving. We're learning how to do this. We're changing different things and out there. And, you know, it is it is uh, awesome. You can yeah. always tell us what you want, what you like, and what you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. You can email us, therescuecompany1 at gmail.com. Yep. Just don't be an asshole about it. Yep. Right. Hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Next class will be. For <laughs> April 20. Fifth through the thirtieth, or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah, medical week. class. Yeah. You, you're looking yeah. at you look. You know, we did some numbers uh, to today here, so you're getting like nineteen hundred dollars worth of stuff. Nineteen hundred dollars worth of stuff. Certificates. Worth of certificates for like fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred bones. And lunch. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. give yeah, we serve lunch every day. So we have a continental breakfast. Ask like anybody. It's awesome. Donuts. Mm-hmm. Donuts. Coffee. Orange juice. So what we're telling fruit. people out there, they're listening to this. By next Monday, that thousand dollar price that we have right oh, now. Oh, it's already up. Is it already up? Sure is. So let, let me do uh, let me do this as the CEO of this company. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna say this well, as the gonna, CEO of this company. Uh-oh. I'm gonna say this. That because we already have people, we have like eight people that signed up yeah. for that thousand dollar price, right? Yep, they do. Yeah. So by Monday of next week, we're gonna we're gonna bring that price back down tomorrow. So you got three days. Three days. Okay, we're gonna bring that forward. She's giving me the eyes, but listen, that's okay because I'm the CEO. I make hard decisions. <laughs> and now, uh, so we're gonna bring that price down to to that thousand dollar price again. All right. For coming, till Monday. Down. Till Monday. If you sign up by Monday, it's going up to the fourteen hundred bones. Listen, then. and now Listen, you can make. I'm gonna put it up to fifteen hundred just because he's giving people a sale. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> I'm not you, kidding. And you can you can do payments on this, right? Yes, you can. Um, PayPal will let you divide it into four payments. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yep. so if you have a problem with that, if there's if it's not showing up, uh, just get with hey, us. Listen, we'll help I'm, you out. They, I'm not. I'm giving people a break right here, man. I'm gonna yeah. give you a break. I'm gonna give you a break, and the only reason I'm doing this is because uh, you know I've had a bunch of tequila right now. <laughs> Not really, but because I think, no, I think, I, I, think right. I think that that uh, this is the last time I'm doing it because I, I want people to come and I don't want them to well, be we priced want them out. To come too, but yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, like, CEO. Well, listen, and this is the thing. I guarantee that you could ask anybody that's come before. And they would say it's well worth the money. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Every it's well penny. worth the money. Day Every one penny. and two alone are worth yeah. it. Absolutely. I promise you this, baby. I'm not dropping the price again. But I'm doing it this time. It's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing it this time for the greater good. You know, we're up past our little time here, so I'll leave and... you with this. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge, knowledge out there is not yours to keep. We need to pass it on. Yep. Don't be the smartest motherfucker in the room, you know, because like, you know, when you when you leave, nobody will know how to fix the problem. You know what I'm saying? Make your legacy something that cannot be erased. 
You know what I'm saying? Make your legacy something that cannot be erased. And the only way that happens is if you pass it on. I definitely think that in our time period that we've been around as a rescue company one, there's a whole lot of FPC patches, a lot of CFRNs, a lot of CENs, and a lot of people that have gone out there, not just the certification that they pass the exam, but they're out there doing the job. And, and we stand by those numbers. If you don't think, well, yeah, go fuck yourself. Later. Bye.